Listen, everybody needs a fairy godmother, you know, someone to look out for them. Some people call me their internet big sister, others their fairy smoke mother. You can call me Hannah, the new host of Smoke Sash. So come hang out, let's light up and talk everything there is to life. Some good, the bad, the ugly, the embarrassing. I've got a story for it all. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Oh my goodness. I think it's supposed to be like super warm out today. I'm so excited. Fingers crossed that like spring is on the way. Um, it Like I woke up and there's like not one cloud in the sky. The sun is out, shining bright. I woke up to like bird singing i was like this is beautiful i finally have a day off i am so fucking thankful for that um i would update you on like my weekend and what i've been up to but tbh i really have just been working all weekend <laughs> like i can't lie i feel like if i do get a break during the weekend well, since I, I work in the industry, like the service industry, the weekends, like that is not a weekend. That is a, those are working days. You got to work those days to make money. You know what I mean? So I do try and take like either a morning or an evening off just so me and my boyfriend, since we work opposite schedules, have a little bit of time together. But yeah, this weekend I was working overtime. I was here to make that money and I did, but holy shit, am I tired. Oh my god. Luckily, I don't have any crazy customer stories for you guys. Um, It was a pretty good weekend. All my customers behaved themselves, thank god. Um, But yeah, I just worked my ass off. I need more money. I'm officially going on a trip. Thank fucking god. Now, I'm not sure where. I'm still checking out Airbnbs. I still want to go to the beach. So I think at the end of April, I'm either going to blast out to Florida. I got to see what the weather is like in the spring. I understand that it could bring in like tropical storms and things like that. So if you're from Florida and you have any tips on that, let me know. I would love to hear. Um, So we'll either go there. I literally just want to get a house next to the ocean where i can walk there we don't have to run a car and just lay on the beach for fucking 12 hours that is all i want my boyfriend was like well what we for like why would we go for two days why why don't we go like longer so then you know we can go somewhere and experience the place and do more things and get a rental car and i'm like cool love that I'm not gonna do that in Florida, or uh, I was looking at San Diego too. Um, I'd rather go somewhere new and exciting that I've never been, um, and spend more time there, and you know, discover it and experience it. But for like fucking two days, I just want to go sit on a beach with a mimosa and a fat fucking joint and a charcuterie board, and I want to sit there and I want to sunbathe and I want to go home. That's literally, like, is that too much for a girl to ask? You know what I mean? So, yeah, San Diego. I've been looking at Airbnbs there, um, just, like, the coast right there, and um, some random places in Florida, kind of near, like, Hollywood, Florida, and, like, Miami. Um, But I'm not sure which place would have better beaches. 
I went to Malibu. I'm sure you guys have heard this a million times. I went to Malibu, and those beaches were, like, the most breathtaking beaches I've ever seen. I love, like, a good rocky, cliffy beach. It feels a little bit more secluded, um, where, like, the houses are on the cliff, you know what I mean? And less so, like, public out in the open. Um, so that's kind of the vibe I'm looking for. I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know. I just need a good, I need to treat myself and I need a good spring trip. Um, I'm going to try and go on a trip in the spring, uh, summer, fall, winter. Um, I need to travel more. I've realized I was talking to my coworker and she's like 26. And I like, I mean, I've talked to her a little bit, but I was, I just like, we got into it, and I was like, oh, uh, have you traveled at all? Like, I don't know, I was trying to ask her questions. And she, like, came out, like, oh, my God, she has a boyfriend from Scotland, and, like, she's traveled for, like, fucking six years, and she's trying to move there, and she's gone, like, everywhere. And I was like, girl, that is inspiring. First of all, I need to get on board with that, so I need to go get my passport ASAP, but for now... I'm working on going to a beach. So if you're from either of those places, let me know how you feel about them. You know, about the weather in April. Um, and maybe you'll spot me. Who fucking knows? But it's the morning. We got to get into some questions. You guys send me so many fucking good questions. Once again, you always seem to blow my mind. The questions always get better. So let's dive right into those. There's so many I want to get to. Okay, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say, okay, Although I have never really looked at the demographic of who really listens to my podcast, I do look at who interacts with my Instagram and who sends in questions. And I'm not going to lie, a majority of them are girls. Um, I love that. I, I mean, anybody is here. They can hang out. They can listen. Love it. As long as you're here having a good time trying to better yourself, I don't give a fuck who's here. Um, unless you're a Republican. <laughs> Unless you just, like, don't care about other people's human rights. Then, yeah, get out of here. But, like, in general, if you're a good person, you're hanging out, um, I don't care who listens. And so I was kind of thrown off when I got a few questions from some guys, um, from sh- some straight males. And they're very valid questions, things that I think a lot of people think of and talk about. So we're going to get into them. But men, don't be afraid to send me questions, okay? I have some great answers for you too. I I mean, although I do answer a lot of women's questions and I am coming from a female perspective, sometimes that is helpful, okay? Get that toxic masculinity out of your head, all right? Um, but I'm very excited. And also, I um, was looking at the... Um, like on my app, I can see how many people are listening. And then like, um, since you put your information into Spotify, like I am a, I'm female, non-binary, or, um, I live in the UK or I live in the US. It tells me that too. So, which I don't know if this is interesting to you, but it's interesting to me. Um, 90% of my listeners are women. 90%. I know, which makes a lot of sense. But 7% of the listeners are men, and then 2% are non-binary, and then the rest are just, like, uncategorized. Like, they haven't finished their profiles, so there's no data on them, which I think is super interesting to the seven men out there listening. (laughs) Love it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for also being open and honest 
with sending questions. So let's get into it. Okay, I got an overwhelming amount of this question from straight men, I'm assuming. I don't know. Men in general. And it's that, like, I got a lot of these. I was surprised. I don't know if men are finding my podcast now, which, like, welcome. Um, But they were talking about how they're insecure about their dick size and how to overcome that which is very valid. As a woman, I have been insecure about my titties before. I've been insecure about my fucking pussy before. I've been insecure about my ass before. We all get insecure, which is something I think we need to address, okay? We all get insecure, whether you have a dick or boobs or both, all right? Um, Also, I think another thing we need to address, especially, um, I just feel like straight men watch a lot of porn, Um, you need to have the disconnect between porn and reality and you need to not compare yourself. Okay. Because those are professional dicks, professional dicks. Okay. You don't look at a MMA fighter and you're like, oh, why am I not ripped and shredded like him? Why can't, why am I not like that? You're like, holy shit. That dude has put 20 years into fucking destroying his body so he is just, like, absolutely jacked and, like, a super fighter. And that's insane. But you're not comparing the two. So there's no reason for you to be comparing yourself to anything you see in porn. And I think it's a, it's something that, like, needs to be talked about way, way, way more. But, like, porn is not reality. Like at all at all it is a performance it is a performance and so you should not compare yourself in any sort of way to the things you're seeing online okay those dicks are monster dicks because they were hired because they have monster dicks does that make sense okay also the average dick size men and women listen to me the average dick size is about five to five and a half inches okay that's average now if you throw like it probably like i would say four to seven honestly maybe four to six is way more average okay and you don't need anything more than that I'm not going to lie. You don't need anything more than that. As a woman, I don't care about the length. In fact, if someone whipped out a nine-inch dick in front of me, the first thought in my head would be, ouch, that is going to be painful. I'm not super excited. Like, no offense. I think an average, regular, smegular-sized dick is the best. The best, okay? You're not in pain, you're pretty comfortable, and it can reach all the right spots, all right? Also, there's more to sex than the dick. There's way more to sex than the dick. Although you're a male, all you're focusing on is your dick, obviously. I mean, sex together is all about creating an environment and a space where you're both comfortable and having a lot of fun. So, as a woman, I don't give a fuck about the dick size. Things that I'm looking for are, are you making me comfortable? Are you making me come? okay? Which has nothing to do with your dick, quite honestly, and everything to do with my clit. 
And three, is it a fun time? I don't know. Like, I, like, dick size, it does not matter to me. Now, the female G-spot is about three inches inside of you. Or inside of, well, inside of every woman, I think. Now, your vaginal canal, every woman's vaginal canal is going to be a little different in length. Some people have a shorter one. Um, and I mean, you can feel this by sticking your fingers inside of you. Um, but some people have a short vaginal canal. Some people have a long vaginal canal. So how much dick you can fit inside you really depends on that. And I feel like most women's vaginal canal is around the same length as an average size dick. That four to six range. You know what I mean? So anything in between there I think is very, very normal and very, very average. You should not you should not be worried, okay? At all. You're going to get the job done. They're going to have a great time. No need to be insecure. Now, every fucking woman will tell you this. I'm speaking to men here. Every woman will say this. And it's you've probably heard it before too because it's so fucking true. It is not about the size. It is about the motion in the ocean. Okay? I don't give a fuck how big your dick is. Can you dick me down good? Can you listen to me? Can you understand cues of when I need to switch positions, of when I want you flipping me around, with when I want this to happen, with when I want that to happen? It is not about the dick. I don't look at a dick and I'm blown away. I look at the sexual experience and I'm blown away. So learn how to use it, okay, babe? Learn how to throw... <laughs> not throw it back, but like low-key, it's kind of funny. Um, Learn how to, you know, get down on it. You know what I mean? I don't know how to use a dick because I've never... I don't have one, nor have I ever put a strap on on my body. So I'm not sure how to go about giving you advice on that other than and I don't want you to go and hoe out and <laughs> I think there's a very valid ways you can learn to use your dick without having to do any of those things I want you to do it in a safe comfortable environment wait till you're ready all that shit but you should not be worried about how big your dick is just understand it is about the sexual experience between you two and creating something that is good Okay. Also, you got a small dick. <laughs> Bring some toys with. Bring some toys with you. Not like a f- another fake dick. I'm talking about like bring a vibrator with you. I know that might sound crazy, but I think the man whipped out a vibrator that wasn't mine. I'd be like you hoe, but also I'd be like this is gonna be a great time. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's different ways you can compensate. But I don't think there's anything you should be worried about. And there's nothing you can do to change it. And there's you need to stop comparing yourself. Step one, probably stop watching porn. Because all you're going to be exposed to are big dicks. I'm not going to lie. Men with big dicks like to show it off. And they're obviously going to show it off in porn. So keep that in mind. Maybe limit the amount of times you look... Amount of, amount of time? Oh my god. You spend looking at dicks. Second of all, even subconsciously, because they're there, they're in frame. Um, 
understand that what you have is great and wonderful and amazing and I don't think any woman is really ever going to judge you for that. Girls, same way I say boys and men, men don't give a fuck about their penis size. Women don't give a fuck about men's penis size. Now, girls and boys, they're going to be immature. They're going to be all that. You got to find people who are mature and ready to, you know, have sexual relations that are in a very mature way because that's going to be where you're going to be respected the most. Um, And that is just in general for both parties. You got to find people who are going to respect you throughout the sexual situation. Um, But yeah yeah no reason to worry about dick size motion of the ocean learn how to use it um uh knowing how to use your dick is way more important than knowing how to take a good picture of it quite honestly or like um explore how your body and your dick works and what turns you on and what doesn't same way i talk about like with women um because I feel like a lot of women are insecure about their bodies as well and what they can do during sex and what they can't do during sex. And it's all about learning what is good for you and using what is good for you and what turns you on in those situations, okay? Very situational. I don't think you should feel bad about yourself. All women are going to love it. If they like dick, they're going to love it. I really can't even lie. Um, you're going to itch all the right places, I don't think there's any reason for you to be worried. Trust me. Anyways, I hope that clears some things up. I wanted to get into that because I did get a few of those questions, which is kind of surprising. But no insecurities here. You do not need to be insecure about your dick size here. Just know how to use it. Stop comparing yourself to other people and understand you're wonderful just the way you are. Okay? I would tell that same same exact thing to a woman. I don't think there's any reason for you to be concerned um, or worried about what you have there's like sex is more than just dick in pussy there's it's like so beautiful i love sex but there's so many different things you can do and so many different things um you can try and even like if you're on the smaller side like if you have a smaller dick perfect for anal like you want to like no offense you want a small dick for anal you don't want a nine inch dick inside of you but like small dicks there's so many different things you can do with them there's so many different things you can do outside of just using a dick you know what i mean so get creative have fun with it and don't let your insecurities hold you back all right okay so i've been doing this experiment on myself <laughs> i can't even lie and i've talked about it before um but I have, I just have been wanting a fatter ass. And here's the thing. For me personally, like working out, yes, like squats, all that shit. Well, not for me personally, but all that shit does work. Um, Except for me. For some reason, sorry. <clears throat> for some reason, when I do all that shit, you know, all the little five minute booty booster workout, I lose my butt. I lose my butt. And I know it's because I'm turning that fat into muscle and I need more time to grow the muscle. But I was looking for quick tips and tricks, okay? And I don't have nine months to grow a fat fucking muscly ass. Like, to be honest, I just want some extra fat down there. So I did some research and I learned that, well, 
I personally love avocados and I learned that avocados inherently, you know, great, wonderful, um, healthy fats is kind of what you need to help grow an ass. So for like three months now, I have been trying to eat a shit ton of like avocados, guacamole, even just like salmon, anything with like good healthy fats just to kind of put on an ass. And I didn't know if it would work. I also low-key just wanted an excuse to eat some guacamole all the time. But you guys, I have gone up like two inches just in my ass of like just fat. My coworker came up to me the other day. She goes, girl, you have a fat ass. Like, I don't know how you have a fat ass. I was like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. I was like, it's because I'm eating avocado. She's like, that, it really, that does it. Like, for real, avocados. It's like the trick for a fatter ass. I am not even kidding. (laughs) I'm serious. Avocado and just like extra back shots. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you're too young. But extra back shots and avocado will give you the fattest ass in the world. I literally went up two inches on like, um, whatever like I guess my hip circumference would be um but my waist and my thighs stayed the same which is mind-blowing because that never happens but I tried to put on a pair of these like um leather pants I got um from the thrift store a while back and they used to fit perfectly they used to be a perfect fit love them and they were giving Julia Fox like literally perfect black leather low-waisted with a deep v-cut beautiful Um, and I tried them on and they fit my legs. I just could not button them around my ass. It was like splooging out. I was like, what the fuck is going on? So anyways, results of the experiment are in avocados do make for a fatter ass and I can't stop eating them now. So if you need, you know, you want you want that summer ass, eat some avocados. If you try it, let me know how it works out for you. But I thought I would update you guys. Okay, somebody asked me to describe my worst trip and what I did to come down. And now that it's spring, it's kind of mushroom season again, I like to say. I feel like spring and summer great time for mushrooms um at least for me personally i do not i'm not trying to promote any drug usage to anybody i have to say <laughs> just for legal reasons um but for me personally yeah mm-hmm. spring love it <laughs> when i was and i i've talked about this before if you listen to my mushroom episode during the pandemic um I ate a lot of mushrooms. I ate a lot of mushrooms. There's nothing else to do, so I was just eating mushrooms all the time. Like, at least a couple times a week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Me and my boyfriend, we would just hang out and eat mushrooms. And that's about it. That was the vibe. Um, But one night, we got a little crazy, and we were like, well, why don't we make a tea? And I've told this story before, so if this is redundant so sorry but we're gonna get into some more topics here of like how to um come down from a bad trip um we were like let's make some tea and when it comes to mushrooms and tea when you make when you when you seep you seep the um uh 
stems and the caps, you know, it's going to pull out more of that psilocybin, I guess. And inherently, it makes your trip A stronger. And it almost roughly like doubles the dosage, okay? Because you're getting, first of all, it's going straight into your system. Um, and also it's seeping out more of it. So you, your body has to do less digesting of the actual product, which I think the digestion is very important in the trip process. Um, maybe don't speed it up if you don't want to, but the tea inherently sped it up. Plus we added a shit ton of lemon to it, which makes it (laughs) even stronger. Um, so keep that in mind, but we did this with about... Over five grams, I want to say. Away over five grams. Maybe like nine. Because we were going to split the shrooms. And then I was like, well, what don't, why don't I make a tea? And then so you're splitting all of that in the tea. But inherently it like doubled it. So we were taking like 10 grams at that point. Which is like too much. Too much. Too much. Too much. Um, but my little old self... <laughs> was like, whatever, whatever, I'll send it, I have experience, so we chugged the tea, and then immediately made a mistake by chugging the tea, maybe sipping would be a better idea, (laughs) and second of all, we ordered food directly after that, which, if you know anything about mushrooms, you should not eat while you're on them, or eat anywhere near when you're gonna take them, Um, Because essentially, mushrooms are giving yourself food poisoning, if you think about it that way. And you don't want any other food mixing around in there because, A, you're going to feel sick and you don't want to throw up. And, yeah, you just, you don't want to throw up. Um, And if you do feel sick, it's way easier to manage if you don't have any other food in your system. So, like like I said, it's important to eat Mm, two hours before okay give yourself that time for the food to move through your stomach into your digestive tract and then make room for the um mushrooms but we immediately ordered like fucking like bar food because neither of us had eaten dinner and it was like 11 o'clock at night so we ordered like mac and cheese and i think some like chicken tenders or i don't know something random like that scarfed it down ate that shit we were just hanging out i remember like having cool ass lights on my boyfriend was like rolling up on my glass animals album my record i have a picture of it i saw the other day brought good memories back i was like oh i need to post it it's a good one um but he was rolling up we were hanging out and then We're both very sexual people, so, you know, smoking, hanging out led to sex, okay? And now, in the middle of sex, as my back is arched so goddamn high, I'm just taking back shots, I get this wave of nausea, like a whole wave, which in turn triggers my anxiety because I don't want to throw up. Yeah, I don't want to throw up. So, the mushrooms hit, and they hit full force in the middle of sex. And it hit my boyfriend at the same exact time, too, because he goes, oh, my God, I think I'm going to throw up. And I was like, same. 
and he ran off to the bathroom and I like got on my knees on the ground in the prayer position you know just laying my head against the bed trying to breathe through the nausea so I don't throw up and he's in the bathroom not throwing up thank god but just in there (laughs) trying to process and I'm in my room trying to process no throwing up happened thank god but our anxiety is at a peak level at this point and also we're peaking hard because neither of us had done this amount of mushrooms Luckily, we were in my room, so safe area, good vibes, not in public, very safe, chillin'. Like, the only bad vibes are the ones that were in my head, you know what I mean? Um, But, you know, I usually when the mushrooms hit, that's like the highest you're gonna get, okay? You're gonna be like trippin', 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 and then it's gonna kind of set in and you'll have more of a control. Um... These hit, and I felt zero control, and I was trying to breathe through it, and then another wave fucking hit. I know. And so, we're just, like, trying to talk to each other, and also trying to be normal so we don't freak each other out. And it got to the point where we were just so, like, fucking brain-dead a little terrified and it's good that we are both in this position because i could imagine like tripping this hard and then being around people who aren't maybe and i feel like that would freak me out because they wouldn't know what i was going through or experiencing or how to help and so the fact that we were both kind of going through it together was good it was like some camaraderie you know what i mean um we ended up and kind of the best thing to do is just we well, I don't know why we're always naked during our trips. I just think clothes are so restricting when I'm tripping. Like, I want to be naked. Um, but he sat, he was sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce. And so I ended up just sitting in his lap. And um, we were just sitting, like, crisscross applesauce, like, with our arms around each other, four heads pressed against each other. And we just had our eyes closed and we were just, like, breathing together. Like, breathe like manually breathing together and mac miller was playing in the background and i remember being like god damn he won't stop singing about why he's sad and i can't deal with this right now because i'm trying to not die and this man is so sad and it's bringing the vibes down i don't know what song was playing but i was like holy shit i'm trying not to die here and i'm also trying not to fall into like the bad vibes kind of trip you know how it can kind of get bad vibey And so the best thing was that we were going through it together and we were able to just, you know, be vulnerable together, be a little scared together. And in turn, we kind of helped each other out because we were just sitting there like for a good hour. I am not going to lie. It felt like five minutes in my brain. I'm looking back and it felt like five minutes, but I think we were there for a good hour just sitting on the floor, simply breathing that is it i don't think we exchanged one word felt like we were having a conversation maybe i'm just crazy but yeah just sitting there breathing and we we were breathing through it and it got to the point where we were like okay you know we're a little better now (laughs) smoke some weed and take the edge off you know what i mean but it's great when you're having a bad trip if no offense, if the other person is also going through it, 
because then it's like, all right, we're in it together. We better get through this together, all right? No bad vibes for either of us. We're going to figure it out. We're going to get through it. But really the best way to kind of get through a bad trip is simply just closing your eyes because I sometimes feel like the outside world can be a little too much especially when your reality is distorted um it can freak you out a little bit because your reality is distorted and then you're kind of questioning what is really going on and there's no need for that so simply just closing your eyes taking deep breaths feeling what is around you focusing on one sense at a time and then you know incorporating all five senses back together once you feel comfortable enough but having that safe space having that area where you know you're going to be safe during this trip is very important because I couldn't imagine doing this but then also being at like a house party or like being at a festival well maybe at a festival because there's so many different secluded places you can run off to but in general just being around other people who didn't know what the fuck was going on I feel like if I had if I was overwhelmed with what was going on around me it would make me way more overwhelmed in my brain so I'm lucky that we were both kind of going through it there wasn't too much outside stimuli and we could just work through it but holy shit was that a crazy trip and I was questioning throughout this entire time everything about myself like oh my god where am I like what am I doing with my life like who am I what do I want to be like all these like big crazy questions that I did not need to be asking myself but it gets a little stressful it gets overwhelming breathe through it focus on one sense at a time because your senses get way overwhelmed and find a good healthy place to do so you know what I mean make sure you're taking care of yourself also maybe don't do fucking 10 grams of mushrooms (laughs) I learned that the hard way let me tell people that story all the time and they're like what the fuck like what why did you do this and it's like uh, just bored during the pandemic <laughs> like people probably did worse so I don't know it was a good learning experience it really taught me my boundaries I feel like you do need experiences like that too to understand your boundaries and also understand that you know you don't have as much control in your life as you really think you do and to kind of succumb to it sometimes and you know be careful with yourself. Be careful with your brain. Be careful with your body. Um, don't overuse. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was probably probably the worst trip I've been on. Um, thank God I haven't had too many psychologically bad trips. Um, I've only tripped in times, like I said, spring, where my fucking mental health is healthy because I could not imagine what a trip would be like if I went down a deep, dark, bad rabbit hole. So I do not think psychedelics are anything anybody should ever mess with if you're just not in the right headspace. You need to be ready. You need to be open and willing to experience those things, but also be open and willing to combat those negative thoughts and feelings. So like I talk about here in the podcast where I'm like, 
you know, in your everyday life, you need to be able to control your thoughts and not let your thoughts control you. When you're tripping, you have zero, like really basically zero control of the thoughts flowing through your head. And it's really easy to get stuck on a thought loop. So you need to have that control over yourself, I think, before you trip. I think that's very important just in general, because it's, you got to protect yourself and you got to protect your mind and you don't want to have those bad traumatic trips you know what i mean so do what feels comfortable understand your boundaries understand when's when is right and when it's not right and yeah you'll be good but holy shit i think about that all the time i don't know how my brain isn't mush from that whole experience okay somebody asked me how do i stop caring about what people say it's so hard um love that I feel like I used to care a lot about what people said because I thought what they said was truth about myself and then I would make that a truth in my head about myself. Even in reality, it's it has nothing to do with you, okay? But you have to stop allowing other people's narratives and the way that they perceive you to actually affect how you feel about yourself. You need to have a strong sense of self so then you can combat those things and understand that when people say bad things about you when people say negative things about you when they're gossiping when they're trying to intentionally hurt you with their words it says way more about them than it does you okay it's more so them projecting their insecurities onto you and you do have to remind yourself of that when it does happen and understand that like hey Maybe this person is just not comfortable with themselves and you're triggering them in some sort of way and that's cool. I'm going to let them be angry and mad, but I'm not going to let it affect my peace because I don't give a fuck and I know who I am and I know I'm a cool ass down bitch and unfortunately, they can't see that so they don't get that side of me. You know what I mean? Because everybody's wonderful. Everybody's great. Everybody deserves or everybody deserves to see that side of you but some people will just be unwilling to see that side of you okay and they go project 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 all about themselves all over you just fucking throw up all their preconceived notions all over you so you need to have a strong sense of self so when they do do that it has no effect okay because you should not base your identity on what other people think about you or else you're just gonna become a like the rest of them all right oh great question okay somebody asked me how to deal with somebody who has an avoidant communication style in a relationship very valid i feel like entering a relationship you do have to understand that people may not be fully healed yet and if that is your person and you do want to put in the work um of working together to build a healthy relationship do so But if, you know, you do need to understand that everybody comes with their baggage and you need to actually look that person, you know, in the eye, see them for who they are and understand, is that baggage worth taking on? Okay? If it is, wonderful. Love that. If not, don't feel bad. You got to protect yourself too. Okay? But when it comes to a avoidant communication style... I think they're avoidant because they don't know how to communicate. They have never seen a good example of it. They have never been around a healthy form of communication. And they probably have spent the majority of their time when they do communicate 
not getting a positive response back. So I think in any relationship, the best way to show what you want is to do what you would want to happen. Does that make sense? Do what you think is right. So show how you communicate. Overly open, openly communicate, okay? Show that it's okay to show your feelings. Show that you want to see them communicate in the same style. Um, And express that to them as well. Say, hey, I... I really like you. I want to take this further. I would love, like, if we could get some better communication here. And if they fucking fuck with you, they will hear you and they will put an effort and work. If they don't, don't take it personally. But don't waste your fucking time and effort trying to fix somebody who is not ready to A, fix themselves, and B, is maybe stuck in their old ways, okay? Because you will get stuck in a deep, dark spiral of trying to fix somebody that can't be fixed, and you will straight up waste your time. I've been there. Trust me. So, it's okay to, you know, maybe not be fully healed, not sure how to go about a relationship. I think that's very valid and understanding, but you have to be open and willing to learn, okay? And if they aren't, Take that at face value, move on, because somebody else will be willing to. Oh, somebody asked tips for healing sexual trauma? Love. Great question. Something that I have found personally is yoga. I know. Yoga. And like stretching. Or anything that makes you connect to your body in a positive way, even if it's a sexual experience just with yourself, okay? I'm not saying involve anybody else here um, because that takes a lot of work to get up to. I think, and maybe dancing too is a great way. Anything that positively connects you to your body and gets you working with your body and also isolates parts of your body as well I think is very 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 beneficial and there are walkthroughs on YouTube of like um sexual healing um maybe like 10 minute stretch guided stretch guided meditation any of that um Even if it's not based around that, any sort of yoga or dancing or anything, like I said, that connects your body to yourself in a positive way is super important, okay? I feel like I I pent up and built up a lot of stress and tension in my lower back and pelvic area, and I still kind of notice this, and in my spine, it's odd, and shoulders, I'm not going to lie, so being deliberate about stretching and trying to open up and really loosen and really come back into my full self is very important. And I try and do this at least once a day. In general, stretching and yoga is going to make you feel great, but I think it helped me heal a lot. And give it a shot. Let me know how you think. Also, dancing. Dancing is incredible. Feeling your body. Find a good album you like turn off your lights smoke a little joint and just feel yourself okay um maybe don't do it in front of a mirror don't do it in front of anything you can see your reflection but just you know feel your body feel yourself and get comfortable again because you deserve to feel comfortable in your body um and i feel like stretching also releases a lot of that tension that you've built up and that you're kind of carrying with you so try it out let me know how it goes also like i said therapy great love it incredible but for quick at home things yeah dancing yoga any of that 
Okay, let's smoke a little bully bowl, considering this might be like a little midway break for us. Um, we're not done quite yet. I got a couple more questions I want to get to, and then I got to get on with my day and, you know, get this podcast back out to you guys. But while I grind this up, somebody asked me, living alone for the first time, any advice, GF? Don't want to be lonely. Maybe get a cat? Uh, valid. So I don't live alone. I really haven't ever lived alone. Um, I mean, I semi kind of do. Like, when I go back to my house, my roommates are occasionally they're there and it's cool and i love it and we say hey and then go on about our business but most of the time to be honest they're not there um and to avoid getting lonely and maybe not so much stuck in your phone for a sort of connection does that make sense because i feel like a lot of us resort to our phones to make connections which is great love it you know social media is supposed to be used for that but we shouldn't spend all of our time on a phone you know what i mean Yes, I think a cat is a great idea. As long as you're a responsible owner and you're going to be home every night to cuddle with it and hang out, cats are the best. Um, I love cats. Uh, my cat, Danger, is incredible and so sweet and so loving. And yeah, I don't know. I would not be the same without him. Um, especially like he's gotten me through so many breakups and he's always been there for me. Just always, he's always such a good cuddler and he just follows me around everywhere. Like if I go to the bathroom, if I go to the kitchen, if I go anywhere, if I look behind me, he's there. I, it's, it's so sweet. So cute. And they're so easy to take care of. Um, I could not have fucking imagine getting a dog simply because it takes so much work and effort and it's literally like another child. Like, literally, it's another child. And I do not need that responsibility. Although my cat is my sweet little angel baby, he's so easy to take care of because he sleeps 14 hours a day. (laughs) And he eats twice a day. And that's it. And we play when he's awake and we cuddle for a good hour and that's about it. But, yeah, get a cat, girly. If you really want one, if you think you're going to be a good fit... If it's going to be a good fit in your life, go for it. Especially if you're worried about being lonely. It's nice to have a little buddy with you. Alright, let's hit this bowl together. (coughs) Oh my god. (coughs) Uh, (coughs) I've been working on merch ideas and... Which I'm using one of my old lighters that I used to sell. Which is why why it reminded me. I want to make really good, cool lighters for you guys. And we have video podcasts coming soon. I have commissioned somebody to make a rug for me. Because I want the like set, you know, to be good and inviting and comforting. And I want a really cool like smoke sesh rug. I think that'd be awesome. So she's working on that. And um, I think they're going to be done with that in a month or so. So I'm hoping we can get video podcasts out around then. And I can figure out all the tips and tricks to get that working. I cannot wait. I'm also in the process of working on hoodies. And maybe some grinders. I don't know. You got to stay tuned and see. My Instagram at Hannah Marlene is probably where I'll post everything. 
Um, and once again, any question you ever, ever have, always submit to at Hannah Marlene. Um, that is where I'm looking at them. I do not look at my podcast DMs, unfortunately. So sorry. But um, just because they they are like flooded. Um, so I just really focus on what comes into my personal Instagram and then what comes into the questionnaire that I post on Sundays usually. So keep an eye out for that. But we're going to fly through a few more questions and then I got to get a move on with my day, ladies. Okay, I got to get this podcast out to you so you can enjoy your Tuesday. I'm going to go sit in the sun, I think, um, and maybe convince my boyfriend to go to the park with me. I think that's my plan for the day. I don't really know. Maybe we'll pick up some sandwiches for dinner and go lay in the sun. That's really all I want. My brain just needs sunlight so bad. Like, oh my god. It just needs... It needs, like, a good three hours of sun every day. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I love when I get, um, not even questions, just, like, comments like this. You guys are so sweet. I love that you guys find this podcast and then just, like, immediately super binge it. Like, I will get responses that are, like, like this. Hold on. Not a question, but I found your podcast yesterday morning and I'm now on the 12th episode. I heart this pod. I'm like, oh. That is so sweet. I love that you guys are like, love it. Now I need to binge all of it. Because I'm the same way. Like, I have no control. It is a all, I'm an all or nothing girly. Like, I cannot lie. Um, But, so it is springtime. <laughs> and although I'm in a loving, wonderful relationship, I feel like a lot of people around me are getting broken up with. Yeah, I know. And I also have been the (laughs) i've been broken up with in the springtime a lot i feel like end of winter and spring is when people are like okay you know the world's opening up a little bit things are getting like a little crazier i kind of want to feel some more freedom and they break up like i have gone through two breakups around that time um and i've been getting a lot of questions as well that are like babe, I just got broken up with, or babe, I just broke up with them. Um, and then also this question, which I think is wonderful, which is advice for getting over a long-term relationship. I know it takes time, but this shit sucks. Felt. Do not worry, worry girly. Um, I have been through some dramatic breakups. And as we go through spring into summer, I think, you know, everybody's wanting to kind of be their best selves every summer everybody's like has these ideas of what they want of who they want to be of how they want to live their life they have dreams and hopes and that's wonderful and awesome but i think this season no offense is the perfect season for that to happen okay you don't want to get broken up with in like the fall when it's just starting to get cold where then you have to spend the next hmm, four or five months inside because it's cold all the time that is like that sounds like my personal hell but like having a relationship kind of end around this time i think is perfect because there's like i said so many more opportunities you have so many more dreams you can simply just like be outside if you need to be um and the summer provides that for you okay so understand you are in good hands in the universe is in the universe's timing oh my god huh okay 
So, like you said, I know it takes time, but this shit sucks. Yeah, period. It does take time. It has taken me, when my first breakup where I kind of got broken up with and it came out of nowhere and I was completely shook because it's my first love and oh my god, I thought we were going to be together forever. Whatever, I don't know. You know how it is with your first love. It's, and even in general, getting broken up with, it's heartbreaking, okay? It truly is heartbreaking. You feel that shit in your chest, okay? Like, you feel that and you carry it around with you. And that's a shitty fucking feeling. So I feel you. I know that shit hurts, babe. I understand you. When that happens, um... And I'm kind of lucky, although it wasn't spring, spring, it was around the new year. So it felt like, you know, new year, new me, gonna hop into it. And I specifically remember doing journal entries um, and keep this in mind as possible coping tool. Um, Starting on the first of the year, I started doing journal entries of how I was like spending my time and feeling and what I was going through and I remember you know that first week those journal entries were pretty fucking painful and pretty heartbreaking and very much giving sad girl tumblr vibes you know what I mean like as you should if you are in that state I think it's okay to feel those things fully and you know be the sad girl for a little bit, yeah, you know what, be the fucking, like, you know, rom-com girly crying and eating ice cream and doing a face mask, like, that's okay, that's all right, whatever feels good is wonderful, and it's probably gonna be like that for a little bit, I'd say maybe three weeks after, that's when the journal entries started to kind of, you know, kind of not focus on the heartbreak as much, and more so focus on the good, key factors for making heartbreak not so bad have good friends okay and if you don't have friends go join a fucking club go take a class go do something where you are gonna gonna be around people it doesn't even have to be the same age group in general that has the same interest as you okay go do so it is so easy to make friends i i am and You might be like, Hannah, that is fucking crazy. You are insane for saying that. But making friends is genuinely, it's just like, okay, here's the thing. I used to have extremely bad social anxiety because I lived in fear of doing something wrong, of saying something wrong. I was over-perceiving myself. And I realized that no one was holding me back but myself. I was the one making it weird. I was the one being the weirdo by trying to not be the weirdo. You know what I mean? And then in turn, I just like stopped trying to find friends because, you know, I was in, I like was embarrassed. I don't know. Like literally there was no proof for me to be embarrassed. I was literally just living inside my head. You have to get out of your head and you got to put yourself in new situations to practice getting out of your head, okay? One day you will master the art of not giving a fuck, but it does take practice. When you sit down at a piano, you cannot play a whole fucking, like, Bach song, okay? You can't play that shit. But if you put, like, a good three months work into it, you might be able to, babe. Like, I'm not gonna lie. And in the span 
of the timeline of your life, three months of work is nothing, especially if it's going to change the outcome of all the other years you have left. Okay, so stop holding yourself back. Get out there. Meet new people. If you have friends that maybe you have been like disregarding during the relationship, I understand getting lost and kind of losing touch with friends sometimes. That's okay. Reach back out. Be like, hey girl, I kind of lost myself a little bit. If if there's anything you ever want to do, go do it. And then when you go do it, don't spend the time talking about your old relationship. Don't spend the time reflecting on the past. Don't bring up your fucking ex when you're trying to spend time building a new relationship with that friend you missed out on, okay? Spend the time getting back in touch with them, learning what the fuck they've been up to, asking them questions, distract yourself kind of from yourself, you know what I mean? But also try and nurture that relationship again. Reach out to your friends. If, if your friends aren't reaching out to you, that's okay. They might not know what the fuck's going on. They might be preoccupied with um, <clears throat> their own life. Reach out. Make new friends. Go get busy. Distract yourself. I'm for real. As soon as you kind of build a new life for yourself, <clears throat> you will feel infinitely better. Like, I don't want to be like, you have to become a whole new person because I think there's parts and characters and traits that you do need to carry with you throughout your life and with yourself but there's some sort of weird comfort that comes in knowing that that person doesn't know anything about your life anymore and doesn't know anything about you and they know the old you and that's great you guys had that time together whatever wonderful that is a point in your life that you can look back on and honor in whatever way you want to but you need to enter this new point in your life, not continuing the ways you used to live your old life because that's done, okay? Whether you want it to be, that is done. And the longer you live in it, the worse it's going to get and the more miserable you're going to get, okay? Go build new connections. Go go build new memories. Go do new things. Go try new things. Things that you maybe were too afraid to do. Your life is opened up. Give yourself these opportunities. Stop holding yourself back, okay? But you do need to honor the heartbreak. Understand like, yes, it does take time. And it can take anywhere from like, I have seen people get over heartbreak in fucking a matter of hours. Now, how much they've been contemplating that during the relationship not sure but i have seen people also take years and not be over heartbreak yet but the question is are they really doing that work are they putting in an effort to kind of rebuild themselves and take care of themselves who knows but what i do know is that if you do put in the effort and the work to do so you will get you will feel better 10 times faster than if you don't okay no one's gonna make you do the work by yourself all right when people are sad i'm like cool wallow in it as long as you need but don't get stuck because in that point you were just doing yourself way more harm than good okay you have a whole future ahead of you you have a whole life you are not 80 years old 90 100 your life is not ending okay there are millions of memories and experiences and people yet to come So keep yourself open to that, okay? Keep yourself open to life. 
things are going to be okay. And fucking probably one year, you're going to look back and be a whole new person and appreciate what you have gone through and how far you have grown. Okay, because every single time that I look back on a point in my life where I was at my lowest was fucking like not even heartbreak, but just like like at a point that I thought was no return. I look back and I see how low I was and then I see how much growth has occurred and I feel so immensely proud of myself because I put in the work. I put in the effort and it paid off. I took those risks and I took a chance on myself and every single time it pays off tenfold. So honor yourself in that way. Give give yourself the time and put in the energy that you deserve. All right? I love you and you will make it through this babe i believe in you oh my god okay i have so many more questions to get to we will get to them all on thursday i know is the end of the podcast i'm so sorry should we take one more bowl my stomach is freaking out i need to get food but should we take one more bowl just while we're at it why not okay um but we'll get to the rest of this thursday thank you so much for submitting all your questions being open and vulnerable with me while i'm open and vulnerable back i really appreciate it um i just checked spotify and i put this podcast on apple music but only a few of you guys listen to it on apple music like a majority of you guys listen to it on spotify people are like i literally bought spotify to listen to your fucking podcast and i'm like oh my god period i kind of love that spotify i'm not gonna lie is better than any other streaming platform i've literally ever i used to be apple music girly and then i realized oh <laughs> spotify is kind of where it's at but this is literally not a promo i need you to understand that but I was checking Spotify and <laughs> I have a 4.9 rating. That is crazy. One of you guys rated me one star lower and I'm going to find you one day for ruining my perfect rate. But 4.9 is insane, especially when I think it's like 3.4, 3,400 people have like rated it that is crazy thank you so much um if you give it i give it a little rate and review for me <laughs> rate me five stars i love you so much if you do so i'll give you a forehead kiss um because like i don't know i don't know why i care about my rating i just think it's so fun to look at also i just think it's interesting how many people interact with this um i like seeing how many of you guys are responding to it and like getting your dms and hearing that oh my god i'm binging this or i just found it thank you so much like anything you guys send to me i really appreciate appreciate it and i take it to heart and it means a, like so much i really do appreciate it um so yeah, leave a little rate and review <laughs> or um, uh, leave all your questions to my Instagram at Hannah Marlene. Um, the podcast Instagram is in my bio, but I just post um, <laughs> memes and like updates there. It's not super professional. That's why I kind of say stick to go into my main page. That's where like the I'm a little bit more professional. But if you're ever interested in what I'm doing, check me out on Instagram. Give me a little rate and review on Spotify. We officially hit like, oh my God, I think... Um, it was like my highest listen day, which I, the first time I ever hit this many streams in one day was fucking like mind blowing. Um, I didn't think it was possible, but every time I think something's not possible, I just like 
do it again but 10 times more and i think we hit like 40,000 streams in one day um and that's like the most people have ever streamed my shit in one day and that was i just saw that this morning and it's mind-blowing so thank you guys so much for continuously showing up thank you so much for everything you give to the podcast um i hope you understand i want to give 10 times back to you guys so let's hit this bowl cheers to that and i hope you all have a wonderful tuesday oh my god Go enjoy the weather. Go have a great day. And I will see you Thursday. Love you all so much. Mwah.